Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. Ooh. You look cute in this orange shirt. Thank you. I feel like lately I've been wearing gym clothes to the podcast and I'm I'm over it. I have yet to see you wear gym clothes on this podcast. I literally you you I don't girl, no. If there's anybody that really gets ready for this shit, it's her. So to hear her say, I I just been looking I was. No girl. Yes, I was. Don't nobody show up looking like not shit but me. (laughs) If you always look cute. She got no makeup on. Like she flawless. No. Flawless. I'm, I'm looking pale. But no. just because I ain't got no makeup, like, you don't need nothing. Like nothing. You, you just got to show up. Sounds good. <laughs> She's super gassing me. Anyway, so what's up? What's, what's popping? What's, what's poppin'? new? Let me see her ring. She got her little. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize. Yeah. Is this your like pre preciosa uh, fit? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm about to say, <laughs> like, that's what it's giving. You're like what? a you're like a week in advance, baby. Oh yeah, of course. You're a little too early. <laughs> you're a little too early. Anyway, for those of you who ain't been around and been missing all the juice that we've been given, it's okay. I'm gonna give it to you again. A little bit more what this time. This Saturday, we will be going to Eden and Jay's Preciosa Night. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. vibe out with all the sexy Latinas, all the queer sexy Latinas. Mm-hmm. And Many more to come. All you know, all POCO is welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, me too. This we're, is gonna be our. We're going with a big group of people, so that's yeah. gonna be funny. We're bringing the squad, and they're all married, literally, except except like three. So, we're going with like three other couples, and then like friends who are single. Yeah, yeah. And my sister too. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that. That's yeah, gonna yeah. be fun. That's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. It's a whole lot of personalities in one space, I and I don't think that everyone is quite prepared for that. I think like a small section kind of knows that it's already gonna like, like we already know what it's like to be out with each other, and uh-huh. then the other ones that haven't are like, yeah, I don't know what to expect. Right. But all in all, we should be just fine. Right. I think I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah, but all in all, I'm excited mm-hmm. um for this event. Me too. They mostly host a lot of their events in California. Mm-hmm. So this for is them, the first one in the East Coast. Yeah. So for them to be coming all this way right. and um having this event and sharing this event with us all the way down in the East Coast, um, yeah. it means a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. excited. Um and I'm I'm very happy for them. They're thriving mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing their damn thing. So shout out to Eden and Jay. Um other than that, oh so if you know you ain't doing shit the 13th, you know, get your tickets, stop by. Actually it's Monday, so you you got a week to get your tickets. Mm-hmm. And they're in Brooklyn. So it's like, we're going to obviously stay in an Airbnb, but it's located in Brooklyn. So if you're near, you should go. Um, If you're near, you're queer. We went to AC um, this past weekend and we actually saw like one of our listeners. Oh my God. We began so excited. Like, I think we'd be just as excited as them. Shout out to Amber. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was mad cool. Super Mm -hmm. cool. Super nice. Um, we ended up taking pictures with her. We bothered her a little bit throughout the night. Um, so shout out to her. Yeah. That was fun. I love seeing, um, you know, listeners. we were supposed to take a shot, but I don't know what happened. I I, I probably shouldn't have taken any she more shots. She was too litty. There was no, let's take a shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she had, she had enough. And we didn't even stay out there. We came back. So imagine <laughs> that. I was drinking H2O. And they got to think I'm an alcoholic. No, no, no. You, it, I mean, you should have been drinking. It was your friend's bachelor party, not mine. Yeah, but I, I feel like I was taking some breaks. 
But I think it was the not eating lunch. Uh-huh. We were taking shots so early and then just kept drinking. And then we had dinner at night. Yeah. It yeah. was a real big gap between our meals. A big gap. And like, but... you know, when you don't eat, you just play yourself because you're drinking. It's AC. Like, it's everybody's drunk. That's, Honestly, the, that's the funny part of it. What? That everybody's drunk. Yeah, everybody's drunk. Like, every it's time, expected behavior. Listen, every time I go to AC, it's a problem. Yeah, it's expected behavior. Like, that's what it's for. That's what it's meant to be. But honestly, I'm getting to an age, though, where I'm just tired, though, because it's like you drink, and then the next day we have plans to do something, and unfortunately, I felt like shit, so I was, uh, I just want to stay home, and it was raining, too. But yeah. it, like, I feel like drink, like, I was telling her, I was like, I feel like that's why people do drugs sometimes. <laughs> to not feel the effects to of not f- hangover? Yeah, to not be like... I um, don't know. When you come off certain highs, it's pretty exhausting, I would assume. See, I don't, I don't know because I don't do that. So. I mean, I wouldn't know either, but some people be looking <laughs> exhausted. That's true. They be looking at best. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like you get to an age where you're just like, oh my God, like your body literally just can't take it. Like... Relax. I know that's why I'm a little scared about um Preciosa night because the following day is Mother's Day. Yeah, oh, I keep forgetting about that too. Yeah, so, so can't we, be rallying up that right. much. Yeah, and like we're going out to we're going out to eat for my mom's uh, for Mother's Day, so I don't want to be looking crazy because she'd be judging. <laughs> God bless. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's our catch up yeah. <laughs> for the last week and our updates. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking about stigmas in the LGBTQ plus community. I think we did an episode similar to this, like early, early on. It's called what, like um, in episode three, we did like stereotypes. Episode preferences. three, yeah, yeah. I was, Girl, I was listening, no, because I was like, I know we've talked about certain things, so I don't want to, I want to like wanna not have it. to uh-huh. repeat anything. Um, which I'm sure I'll repeat some shit, but. I went back and I listened to it and I was like, damn, how far is this? And then I'm like, episode three. And I started listening to it and I was throwing up. No, please. I was throwing no, no, up. No, no, I was no, cringing no. because no, I was no, no, like, no, no. what the fuck is this? First of all, we only had like one mic at the time. So oh so like your quality, like it, your audio sounds better because at the time, like you were more close to the mic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like from a distance chatting. So I kind of sound distant. Like echoey? Yeah, but... Also, that was at the time where, like, we were using background music. Like, wait, in had. that episode still? Yes, girl. I had, I changed it. I took it down. I removed it. I was like, it's better off babe, just not even being here. Babe, you can't take down an episode. I didn't take down the oh. episode. I took out the background music. Oh, thank the God. Okay. Thank the God. Thank the That's God. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up on a t-shirt. Thank the God. <laughs> you like I, girls too? Thank the God. I didn't know you could remove it. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. because it was well, I hope, on the thing. I hope if you're early, like if you've never listened to an episode before, don't start from the beginning. You could start maybe from like nearest episode and then move your way back. You feel me? Like just go backwards. Because I feel like it was a lot of work in progress in the beginning. Yeah. Like, we literally didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. We didn't... I didn't do any research. And yeah, no. I love doing research. But it was like... I was literally just sitting down and, and a mic was in front of me. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's do it. Just... Just talking shit. <laughs> Vomiting out the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just literally talking. I mean, I'm okay. I can finesse shit. No, I but, no, yeah, I get that. Cuz I'm all it's so much better to talk from experience than to have to do so much it, um no, research, so much research, it is, yeah. it is it is nice to have something to refer to. Yeah. Um but like she said, like <laughs> if you go back, it's it's bound to be tragic from the beginning stages. However, you know, lucky for us i won't say lucky for us but we do do each episode differently so it's like you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning yeah 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 yeah. to catch up up. and know Mm -hmm. what it is like every episode is different yeah the topic is always changing you know each episode has its own topic of conversation so you don't have to worry about catching up on anything except for the fact of when we met and if we're dating. And mm-hmm. I think that at this point in every episode, we should be like, yes, we're dating. We are dating. She's my baby mother. We got two sons. Two furry you sons. You have to get a tattooed on your face. Yeah, Jesus you started Christ. bugging. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, so if you haven't checked us out, go back. So, wait, so you don't think that we should get matching tattoos? No. 
Why? Because you already said you were never doing matching tattoo. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> meanwhile, you got not, uh, meanwhile whoa, you whoa, got whoa, whoa. you got somebody shorty whoa, whoa, tatted whoa, whoa. on you. That's not that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I whoa, know what happened. Whoa, stop that but whatever shit. happened got covered up. So that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the rest on Patreon. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, but no, I honestly. So matching tattoos aren't the end of the world if it's small. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know. She's stated a million times anything further than what we've already done. Gay. She doesn't want to get any gayer. So matching tattoos are out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway, so yeah, back in episode three, we did stereotypes and prefaces where it was more so personal, um, like preferences and mm-hmm. more based on lesbians. This one is just based as uh, the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, so what are stigma- stigmas? We like to really start from like the bottom. Like I like to explain things as if a fucking five-year-old was listening, even though obviously they're not. But basically, a stigma is a negative attitude or an idea that people have on a specific group. So we want to kind of go into that and kind of, I don't know, just talk about our experience and just talk about it. Um, I think it's funny because I feel like what we're going to talk about right now, like people who don't listen to the podcast should probably listen to. Like those random comments that we get all the time, like all the haters and stuff. Like those are the type of people who need to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. to, to to learn a little bit, you I know, understand. about the LGBTQ community and yeah. Yeah, anybody who's just not with the shits is gonna I mean, I feel like we're all guilty of it as we get older. We just get sucked into everybody's like rumors and ideas of what things that we don't understand or that we don't um personally relate to. Mm-hmm. And we just create this idea of what it's like to be that, right? Like but I think that people get these stigmas from like society, one, their household, like their family, oh, yeah. what, what their family thinks. And like whatever you hear is coming out of your mom's mouth, like you're going to believe mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, oh, shit. Like you just automatically go with that um, attitude and with that like like state of mind and you don't really question it because you're a child. But I feel like as you grow up, it's your responsibility to kind of fight fight that. And to like educate yourself, to right? educate yourself, but to also educate your family. Like there's certain things that sometimes my family be saying, and I'm like, all right, we're not even gonna do. It. We're just not gonna talk about it <laughs> because I'm not about to like ruin the day with with this, you know. Yeah, I've recently had a conversation with my dad and my brother, and about uh, what? like, listen, my I love my brother to death, my younger brother, and you know, he's he's soul searching right now. He's he's you know, fi- trying to find his way. Cool. I'm all for it. Um, but we've hit the, you know, religion state and that's cool. I want him to find his way and find something that's gonna, you know, bring him at peace and, and bring his spiritual awakening or whatever. Um, but I kind of just feel like he is going down the path of like destruction with this. Um, I feel like, I don't know what, what he landed on on like Instagram and TikTok, but he like landed on the like super negative. Yeah. But like also the the type of videos that I feel like they, I don't know how to describe it. Like they really make you things. question shit, and it's just like, all right, you guys are talking bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, conversation was brought up, and I kind of wanted to see where his state of mind was leading with you know getting into this whole religious aspect of his life and it was it was a little questionable um but what surprised me was that um my dad stepped in and and he brought up you know some very good point of views and examples that I not that like I don't think my parents aren't educated enough um like she said we're all responsible in our in educating ourselves and knowing these things and with like internet and social media today it's so much more easier to get caught up in bullshit i feel like he landed on like andrew tate type of (laughs) type of video very anti just very anti everything um right so but i was i was impressed with my dad because he was actually dropping really good knowledge and and i think that over the years my dad has has like opened up his I don't want to say open like he wasn't open, but being more open minded. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and just being a little bit more uh, respectful mm-hmm. of of people's you know way of life, right. and 
I love that for him. Like, I think he's just at a state in his life where he's getting older and he's just like, you can't control everything everybody does that, you know, you just have to be the support system that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you want or that your loved ones need. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you love your family and you, you know, you love whoever it is you love, that is what it is. Yeah. So that surprised me. And he always is telling us how like our platform is so good and how we're helping so many people and how we're even helping him because now he's understanding like, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things um, that we discuss on this platform. So I I don't know. I just thought that that was cool. And that was very nice of him. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the older generation is really, it like these stigmas that we're going to talk about and give examples of, I feel like this is like that older generation um, mind, you know, state of mind. Mm-hmm. And this is what they teach their kids and shit. It, yeah. You know, when you're not educated enough to like actually fucking pick up your phone and look up legit yeah. um, facts. But yeah. I mean, that's just a sign that things could change around. Yeah. Like if, if you have a family member or a friend who has um, like negative um, attitudes towards people, Maybe something would change. Yeah, I just think that when people really want to know you and understand your perspective and your, you know, and relate to you, they will find a way to educate themselves to relate to you. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was gonna. So I was gonna talk about the stigma. So what do you think about when people say that homosexuality is a choice? Like you have a choice and this is the choice that you picked and this is the lifestyle that you choose. I think that, okay, so I'm obviously going to say it's not a choice, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it, it it can be a choice for some people. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a choice for everybody. Yeah. Because like for me, my brother was, my brother asked me, we had this conversation too. And he's like, oh, so you, so you, you think you was just born gay? And I was like, well, I mean it. It kind of made sense. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you grow up in a household that's straight. Like, that's the norm. Mm-hmm. So you're not. Well, my my excuse was, so you think you was born straight? Like, mm-hmm. you was influenced by that too. Um, But his like, argument was like, you know, you were influenced by the people you were around. Da, 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 da. That's why you're gay type shit. And I'm just like, nah. Like, honestly, once I, I was brought to light that this was mm-hmm. acceptable, like, this was just equally as, yeah. as like part of life as a heterosexual couple i was like oh wow like you know you start to feel like you fit mm-hmm. you know so for me i was just like nah when i actually did experience that that was a thing like you know liking girls was a thing i was just like wow like okay then i can i i can be me mm-hmm. and that's where i was just like oh everything made sense mm-hmm. like I used to think this girl was pretty. I used to, look, he used to like this girl. And I used to do all these things that Mm -hmm. just made sense. So I do think that some people are born gay. It's it's definitely, homosexuality isn't a choice for Mm -hmm. majority. Yeah. But I do think some, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It's just like, when people say, like, that it's a choice, I'm just like, so you think that I would choose to, like, Cause being gay is, is not all fun and games. No, no, right. You want me to? Go, you think I chose to go through all these hardships, knowing right. where I came from, the type of family that mm-hmm. I have surrounding me, or the right. the the instability of support yeah. that I have. So if it's a choice, then I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I feel like I don't. I'm, I don't really like that mentality. Like when people say that, and I honestly don't even know what to say to them. I think okay. So everybody has their certain type of like idea or argument i guess so to say when you Mm -hmm. say choice Mm -hmm. i think like for me when i'm thinking choice is just obviously the choice you make to actually pursue that truest part of yourself Mm -hmm. um because you do have some people who who like what what is that internalized yeah internalized homophobia yeah yeah but that's just like a hard like that's just like a terrible way to live oh yeah it is because you're choosing to forcefully be straight when in reality you know that you don't you're not straight, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, but that's for other people's comfortability. Yeah. So another stigma that goes with that is that homosexuality can be cured. <laughs> so we're sick. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. And, no, and, like, these are real things. And, like, these stigmas came from history. So, like, back in the day, I don't know if we're going to talk about it. Um. 
Yeah, so according to this article called Best Life Online, mm -hmm, that's where uh, we got some of these examples. Um, it was said that before the 1970s, most stereotypes about LGBTQ plus communities were extremely negative. It says that for much of the 19th to the 20th, 20th century, mm -hmm. a vast majority of the population, including doctors and scholars, believed that members of the LGBTQ plus community suffered from mental disorders. Yeah. And it was, to, it was a mental disorder for a very long time. I know we said the year in one of our episodes, but if you were gay, you were like literally mentally unstable according to doctors. Yeah. And, and again, that just comes with the idea of people not understanding what's happening. And I think that when people doesn't don't understand or, or, or like, you know, truly, have answers mm -hmm. you know um you people don't know how to you know they just fear what they don't know mm -hmm. so i think like they when they when there's nothing no fact or type of study on it it's it's like immediately negative i feel like you know it's yeah. just like f just frowned upon and mm -hmm. and i don't want to say shaded but you know mm -hmm. just yeah. not it but yeah that's where all that uh how you say that con con something therapy conversion therapy there you that's go that's what the conversion therapy yep. came from that's still going on yeah that's still a thing mm -hmm. and it's still not a thing like it doesn't work it's it's a failed mm -hmm. treatment plan like yeah. and that's really crazy that people have gone through that or have been put through such yeah. a fucking don't watch my mouth conversion therapy yeah yeah that's crazy so another stigma that i hear a lot and I even heard it when I came out was that your parents feel like they did something wrong. Just like, oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. In my parenting. Has your parents ever said that? They didn't out? say that, but I feel like they kind of like, like my mom kind of like insinuated that in a little bit. Like, because so I had to, I lived in DR for a very long time. So she started questioning if me living in dr had anything to do with it mm -hmm. which honestly it didn't i think most of my gay childhood experiences when it were when i was in pr not in dr so i'm like no like nothing to do with your parenting you did the best that you could mm -hmm. yeah but i also think it's because i said something along the lines of like you guys never talk to me about like relationships and like that's why it's so hard for me to even talk about this mm -hmm. because it's like having being in a relationship was never even like a conversation it's mm -hmm. just like don't have a boyfriend don't have sex so it's just like this is when i was coming out i was like this is why it's so hard for me and i was like crying because it, it like even like i said like even even when I was dating men, like, nobody was meeting my parents. Like, they're just not <laughs> like that. They don't be asking, like, ah, oh, you going on a date? None of that. Like, my mom's yeah. not like that. I wish she was like that, but she's not. Um, and my stepdad was like, you know, like, he was crying and I felt so bad. He was like, we don't have, like, a parenting guidebook. Mm. I mean, now there are. But who, who, I don't know who's reading them. But he was <laughs> like, like, life just as a parent like we're still learning and then that's when i like i try to put myself in their shoes like it's true like they they are, are still learning as parents yeah. you know right i think it's hard for parents because ultimately you you know you raise a child with this idea or this expectation of what they'll turn out to be because mm -hmm. you instill so much of yourself in your children mm -hmm. um you know, based off your experience with life, whatever it is that you didn't want or that you, you know, didn't learn from past, you know, from mm -hmm. your own parents. Um, so I think it's really hard for them, again, because they, I feel like they pre-planned this life for you and the type of person that you're going to be. And um, when you finally come out and you're like, eh, there's just a tweak in that plan real quick, you know? Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, shit, like, I wasn't ready for that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but not that that's their fault, you know? You didn't do anything that necessarily pushed me down that path. Mm -hmm. um, and I do feel like they do put themselves in, like, that blame, um, like, category of how did their parenting affect you um 
man, fuck. Cause I was going to say something <laughs> and now I'm losing it. It's all the bright lights. <laughs> um, when, you know, you were writing up your message to your, to your family and like, you know, I was reading it. I, I felt like when I was coming out. Yeah. 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 Like I understood your part of it. And I guess, um, for, for me, when people say, oh, you know, when, when they think about their parents is just a little bit harder because at the end of the day, it's different, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I guess to them, you're now changing, but you're not, you're not. And it's just like, you're the same person, mm-hmm. which they have to understand. Like, just cause I love somebody that's not the norm, you know, it doesn't change who I am. Yeah. I think that that's what they get lost in, you know, which I think with even these stigmas, they probably had these stigmas in mind and think like, oh shit, my kid's about to be like this. Yeah. So I think it scares them, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just comes with understanding, but it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. It's not yeah. your fault that they get into drugs. If you teach them not to get into drugs, it's not their fault that they, you know, become aggressive beings when you didn't teach them to become an aggressive being. Like, you know, there's there's plenty of bad things or traits and characteristics that we all kind of take on that we didn't learn from home, you know? Speaking of influence, apparently people feel like gay people have an influence or try to influence people to be gay. Listen, honey, the last thing we want is straight people. <laughs> In the com- Sorry, no, I'm kidding. I love straight people. I have really good friends. So no shade. I'm just being funny. Um, But yeah, my brother was just telling me this the other day too when we were having that conversation. He was like, so you don't think that the people that you hung out with influence you to be gay? No. Clearly, I attracted those type of people because that that was what was radiating mm-hmm. off of me. Like, I didn't, I wasn't just like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know any regular person. If that wasn't for them, they wouldn't have gravitated towards that. Right. Yeah, you, right. Th- those wouldn't be your type of friends. Right. Right. I mean, you have a bunch of straight friends. I do. Does that mean that they're gay now? No. Right. They're, they're straight. They've been straight. Like. Right. So it's it like, I'm not out it. here like, you know gay hunting trying to turn Mm -hmm. people out yeah you know i think most times people come you know when they come around they realize oh shit maybe i might be about this life you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i don't think that you know we're out here trying to recruit Mm -hmm. you know if anything that's a mess actually Mm -hmm. because then people aren't really they 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 like fake for the community Mm -hmm. they fake gay for a minute because they know but anyway so yeah, I don't think that that's the thing. Um, another stigma is you can't be queer and religious. I feel like this religion talk has been has been you know staggering around in the it last really has. couple episodes, and there's a bunch of gay people who are religious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know them though, but yeah, they are. <laughs> no, there are, there mm-hmm. are, there. Are, I I've been seeing a lot that there's a lot more. Um, I mean, there's a lot more churches that are open to it. So I feel like people feel obviously comfortable going into their church. It's all about feeling comfortable. And I feel like the reason why a lot of people, a lot of gay people aren't religious is because you guys, you guys judge us. And it's like, we don't feel safe being around you guys because you're judging. I won't say that for all religious people. I mean, that's how I feel. I think Uh that it really just depends on how much... I don't want to say how much you believe, like, because mm-hmm. I believe in God. I'm just not. I just don't practice, mm-hmm. um, you know, a full religious aspect. Um, but it's funny though, because I used to, I did like my communion. I did my first confirmation. Same. I was in high school, still doing this shit. I had to go to like night school and like. I, w- I would um, study the Bible with some of my family members, like, going to church every Sunday. Like, I feel like my family stopped doing that at a certain point. But there was a really, there, w- there was a lot of points in my life where I was growing up and I was always in church mm-hmm. questioning things. And I was going to, like, a Spanish church. So, like, I was studying the Bible in Spanish, too. Um, and then I just totally kind of disconnected. Not that I'm... Not religious now, but it's not something that I don't really practice. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to do your research and find and find those those inclusive spaces mm-hmm. because, as we said, there are you know 
more and more churches mm-hmm. um, that are becoming a little bit more inclusive and not throwing the, the damn book at you right. because of your sexual orientation. Right. Mm. Another stigma is that all gay men are flamboyant and feminine and all gay women are masculine. <laughs> I am the I am the proof. You see all this head bobbing and I do that. I do that. I feel like it's 2023. Like people should not have that stigma. Yeah. Like my best friend is gay and you would never think he is. That's um, never. Damn, what did we watch? Oh, I, <laughs> I watched a TikTok and it was a comedy TikTok, of course. And the dude was like, I went, he was a straight dude. He was like, I went on a date with a gay guy and didn't even know. He said he looked like me. Mm, so just too straight looking. Yeah, he was like he was too he, basically straight presenting. He would and not straight presenting because what is straight presenting? He was saying like, yo, he was just re- a regular just, regular yeah. dude like me, you just know, mask, right? Uh-huh. You know, not flamboyant, right? And he was like, we played we played a pickup game or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, you know, he ended up like uh, what did he say? He was like he ended up asking me if I wanted to go to a basketball game with him and, and shit. I went. He had four. He had a, a what's that called? Uh, court side seats and mm-hmm. da, da, da. he was like we was at the um we was at the game he was buying me he was like don't worry about it i got you mm. he was buying me shit he was like he came and picked me up mm-hmm. he said oh shit that's what's up like you know gas is expensive so you could definitely come pick me up type shit mm-hmm. so he was like i didn't realize like until after at the end of the night when he he dropped me off and he walked me to the door mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like and then he was like trying to hug me and when he hugged me we touched face and mm-hmm. he was like whoa and he was like whoa man like what's up mm-hmm. he's like i am gay he was like what mm-hmm. and then he he ended up saying like the signs made so much sense so much sense but he was just like he looked like me but was he gay too no the other guy the other guy wasn't gay oh no, no, okay no, no. okay okay no. i was but, ho- i was hoping that at the end of the story you were gonna tell me that oh that he ended gay. up no, no no he was like but i went on another date with him he was probably oh, just being right. funny but, okay <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like all gay women and that's the problem too is like you associate gay women as masculine as well and it's just Mm -hmm. like you just naturally have some um masculine women as well like not every female is feminine head to toe like you actually have straight women who aren't that feminine Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't make you gay right 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 like i don't know why that i have a good friend that people swear that she's gay but she's not she's married to a man Mm. People swore she was gay. I'm like, I thought about it for a second, but then I was like, nah, I don't think so. I think when people see like females aggressive, yeah, like when in such an assertive and aggressive way, mm-hmm. they think like, oh, she gotta be gay. Like the girls from New York. <laughs> what girls from New York? Just girls from New York. Oh, in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how they, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, another stigma that I see often is that people think that. All transgender people are drag queens. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. They really no. aren't. Mm-mm. Not everybody really. How do I say that? I don't want to say not everybody, mm-hmm. but drag queens are men mm-hmm. that like to perform. To perform, yeah, and they have uh, that female persona, mm-hmm. you know. And some of them really do it, and they do it well. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the show. They're going about their regular life right. and they take it all off and they're the man that they want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, some may identify as, mm-hmm. um, you know, wanting to be that, to truly be a woman and, mm-hmm. and actually in the process of transitioning. But most don't. But most don't. Like, yeah, I think that's what, I mean, the, just the, you can't even say the word drag queen shows around here because. You got to look both ways because people are like so against that now. Mm-hmm. Like in Texas, Florida, whatever. The biggest controversy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is that lesbians hate men. Mm-hmm. That's like a big one. A big, big one. And I don't think, I don't know. Like I've I've dated someone before who really didn't like men. Like anyone who like I even had a conversation with their interaction, she was just like, nah. I think I feel like it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially like when you're a lesbian, mm-hmm. like 
or I guess more so mask presenting or it might just be all lesbians in general it's not based on a mask or femme but i think the idea of but that's what happens you date a straight girl or you know a bisexual girl and it's that sense of insecurity like Mm -hmm. oh well you've dated guys before you've dated guys all your fucking life right and it wasn't a problem to you that you were the first girl to her that's like an an honor or like the biggest hype in yeah, the world it's like it's like they be hyped off it but then they're not okay you with don't want to deal with the right so, so like, now she's just supposed to cut off every man like there's it just can't be no male relation but that's not every lesbian yeah. um i think that that has to come with i mean i don't have a reason for it i do have some people who be like and i ain't gonna lie sometimes when when you know i mean we've been out and guys mm-hmm. have come up to us and i'm usually cool about it at first mm-hmm. um i really just see your like how you come in first you know Mm -hmm. how are you being respectful are you being a little out of pocket right and there's been times where like guys came up to her and i'm just like "Mm, sorry bro you gotta step and then there's sometimes where they come up mad regular and just you know cool like what's Mm -hmm. up with y'all y'all fly are y'all together oh all right my bad like Mm -hmm. and i respect that that's cool i don't have no problems with that um but sometimes it doesn't happen like that yeah yeah sometimes you actually got to be like all right motherfucker you're doing too much and what and what are they supposed to do (laughs) fight a man right i think what's hard about that though is that guys get touchy guys get handsy Mm -hmm. it's like yo talk you could talk your shit i'm all about you talking your shit yeah buy her a drink whatever i don't you don't even gotta buy her a drink flirt with her be cute yeah haha he he whatever but don't touch her no, they love they love grabbing people by the don't waist. Don't touch her. They love grabbing you well, by the like, waist. You look, you look pretty. I don't like the don't touch do your that. Hair, like, oh, so what's up? Uh-uh. Like, uh-huh. and they love to do the hand grab thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, ew. Like, just don't touch her. Like, you could talk to my girl, but don't Weird. touch her. Um, nah, but I think I have I have male friends. One of my one of my like my hitters are like i go to the gym with him all the time mm-hmm. like that's my boy mm-hmm. um and i just think it's, it might just be the, the type of relationship that you've had with men yeah over your life you mm-hmm. know because i have a dad i have brothers yeah like i said uh, i work in a male predominant environment so i'm around men all, all the, the time. time yeah and they cool it's just it's just about the respect mm-hmm. at the end of so, the day yeah so not all lesbians hate men right um, and then the last one is that bisexuals are promiscuous. Mm, you don't Ooh. know how to keep it in your pants, sis. <laughs> you don't know what you want. Yeah. You want a man or a woman. You want both. So you want both at the same time. Yeah. I think that that, obviously that, I say I think a lot. I need to relax. No, you know. Yeah, I know that I'm not bisexual. Um, <laughs> I feel like. You feel? Yup. Mm-hmm. I think I don't okay, know. Okay, go, I can't go. figure Just it say out. The statement. <laughs> it not made sense. Maybe like back in the day, that was the idea uh, because you know you get a little bit of everything. Um, but I feel like now it's not like that. Like yeah, there are people who identify as bisexual, and there are more people who identify as bisexual than the gay, not like lesbian nowadays. I feel yeah, like. but not all of them are like I want both. Like I want to yeah. experience having a girlfriend and a boyfriend. I feel like it's usually they're leaning At more that towards point, one then way over a the other. There's yeah. names for this shit. Throuples for three. Literally a relationship with two people at once. You guys. I remember are the first time I learned about bisexuality. And it was real quick. It was when you ever you remember the real world mm-hmm. <laughs> when the real world that used to be ratchet. out. And it was just like mm-hmm. um, not the real world. Um, true life, same thing. No, not mm-hmm. it's like true life. Um, an addict. True life. Uh, I'm bisexual. And oh. it, there was, and I remember there was a girl. No way did they have that. Yes, girl. Oh, MTV. Yes. Like you got two heads. True life. What the fuck? Yes. So there was a girl, and I remember seeing it, and she was just like. You know, I have a boyfriend and I have a girlfriend. Oh, that was promiscuous back then. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think, like, back then that was the idea of bisexuality. But now I, I think everybody's kind of just, like, I identify with that, but I'm not playing both sides of the, yeah. you know, I'm kind of a little bit more one way, but mm-hmm. I stay under this. Right, this umbrella. Yeah. All right, so actually that wasn't the last one. <laughs> so the last one is about HIV, and we want to talk a little bit more about it and 
basically try to educate you guys but also just bring awareness about it because i feel like like me and jojo went through this training and we did some research and everything i feel like hiv is something that's not really talked about same thing with like stds stis i think i've talked i think i talked about my experience once with an sti and it was in a family meeting it wasn't even a podcast but i'm not really gonna talk about myself right now <laughs> um so there's a lot of stigmas that like surround hiv and we kind of just want to dive into them and give you guys like the proper facts um so here are a few examples so the biggest stigma like for as long as i can remember people always tie hiv with queer Mm -hmm. like that's like a gay disease like only gay people get that like you know like they look at you sideways type Mm -hmm. of thing um and i feel like for the longest time people just had this stigma that only queer people get hiv like only yeah that's right like (laughs) they're the only ones that have sex (laughs) i mean which isn't the only way to Uh to to be exposed to hiv Mm -hmm. but I feel like mostly that was the idea of it. Yeah. And that, in fact, wasn't true at all. Right. Like, and it still isn't. It, it really isn't. And then another stigma is that, like, if you were to say, like, oh, I'm getting tested for, like, HIV or, like, you know, I'm taking the precautions to not get, like, HIV, people are like... Sus. But why are you even yeah. doing that? Like, are you gay? Like, you're gay. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, they just... They, I feel like it should be seen as the same thing of you getting your STIs. Like, you go to the gynecologist, you get your blood work, you look through, you know, all the tests to make sure you're good. It literally should be the same procedure, honestly. Like, people shouldn't look at it sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and another stigma that, like, we see a lot is that, I mean, I know growing up I would hear these type of comments where it was like, well, that's the lifestyle that you chose. So, like, if you have HIV, then that's on you mm-hmm. because that's what you chose. Yeah, which is is crazy. Who just chooses to get HIV? You know, uh-huh. and back then, you know, the disease was pretty. It it was deadly at the time. There was, mm-hmm. I mean, there still isn't currently a cure, but there are ways to, you know, there are prevention options mm-hmm. and ways to live with it right. in the event you are exposed to it and and, mm-hmm. and have it um but yeah you know you were kind of on your own back then yeah and there wasn't too much education about it and even now like i feel like it's just like a taboo topic yeah um and another so another stigma that we were reading was that people think that like hiv equals aids and it doesn't like just because you have hiv doesn't mean that you automatically have aids um, if you don't, you know, treat it, then that can it develop progresses. to AIDS. Like that's really the difference between the two, and it also doesn't mean that it's a death sentence. So, um, I remember when I was younger and like learning about this in school, I was so naive that I thought that HIV and cancer were the same thing. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, they're two pretty big, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was, like, it was talked about so often, like, in school and, like, even at home. Like, people get cancer all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought it was, like, the same thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how many people don't know too much about HIV. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like they teach us in school and they tell you, you know, but they don't. It, it's, like, where does it go after that? You know, now right. you see a lot of commercials that's just, like, oh, you know, take prep. Mm-hmm. And then there's ways to, like, yeah, you know, prep yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so we also want to talk about like what HIV isn't, because I feel like a lot of people are uneducated with that, or maybe they just like to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not a gay man disease, y'all. It's not a gay person disease, period. Literally anyone could have it. And yes. that doesn't mean that you can't pass it with like touch. You can't pass it with, um, kissing. You can't pass it with like tears or you don't like get just, it. just being next to somebody who has you it. don't get it from sitting on the toilet you don't know, be weird like weird shit like that you know don't be weird i mean like i that. think that is obviously you know when you're trying to be precautious mm-hmm. it's just like you think that way but yeah it, it, it's not how it's not you're exposed to it it's yeah not, it's not covid okay <laughs> so you don't get it that way the ways that you do get it are we want to talk about like how you can get it as like a woman so name one 
Oh, okay. So sex toys. Yeah, can you believe that? You're not keeping your toys clean or, you know, updating new toys with different partners. Which we've talked about before in the podcast. And I remember we posted a video on social media. um, And I had asked a question, but I was being funny. I was like, so do you need uh, like a, what did I say? It was a a dildo or whatever. Do you need a new strap strap with each partner? Surprisingly, people in the comments was like, "No, you gotta think no, about it." That no, when no, 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 no. when you, you you know you're using a strap or any type of you know penetrative mm-hmm. um thing, you know we bleed, and that's mm-hmm. not even on your like that's not even pertaining to menstrual blood. There are sometimes mm-hmm. you know during sex if you get too crazy, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like you do bleed, and that's one of the main sources is mm-hmm. is through blood. Yeah. Um, so it could be through bleeding gums as well. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful with that. I know some people have like really sensitive gums. It could also Cuts. be um like just oral sex, obviously, in general. Like you can pass it through that. Um, menstrual blood, like we said. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing, but you know yeah. why I'm laughing? I remember listening to this podcast with horrible decisions, and this lady was saying that um like she has sex on her period and like she'll like eat girls out like on their period and stuff. Call me out. <laughs> Call me out. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that freaky deaky. Um but that that could be another way like um another way is when you're sharing needles, you know. I mean, not everybody out here doing drugs, but there are, you know, needles are like super common to use for any mm-hmm. type of medical even um, for tattoos yeah like you got to yep. make sure that you go into they, someone who's legit and who's who's using new needles clean needles like everything sterile you gotta be you gotta look at them what are you open <laughs> what, what is that what is that like yeah. you gotta make sure and like i know people be like oh my friend does tattoos from his house don't mm-hmm. do that please go to a professional next thing you know you got an ugly ass tattoo that you don't even like and who knows if that needle was clean, clean. or sterile. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, sharing needles or, like she said, getting tattoos and stuff. Um, pre-cum, believe it or not. I hate to say it, but, yeah, um, pre-cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it could be transmitted that way as well. Um, yeah. Um, and I then think. another way, it's like if you are dating someone who's bisexual and obviously if they go and have sex with a man and then they get it and then... You guys are still like having sex and don't you stuff. feel like that kind of implies that that it's a gay man disease or gay mm-hmm. person disease? No, no, I'm just saying like if you like if they're just not having protected sex, mm-hmm. at, like in general, I feel like it's easier for a man and a woman to kind of like transmit that mm-hmm. just because of that penetration and all of that. Obviously, it's harder for le- people in lesbian relationships, but I'm saying like. If you are someone who's just like has a lot of partners and things like that, you gotta be careful too. Like you can't just be careless. Make sure your partner is like, all right, this is an open relationship or open whatever. Then make sure that at least you're having protective sex. Like that's the least. Yeah, you could do for me. Um, the last example that I have is you know having kids. You know, there's people yeah, who that's true. who do have um HIV and mm-hmm. and end up getting pregnant and mm-hmm. um having kids and you know it, mm-hmm. it goes through yeah the mother to the child right so i think it's important just to highlight like the numbers you guys know that i'm a numbers person um and while we were doing our research it says that today more than one point today <laughs> What's that screen for? I don't know, because I was like, which one is she moving? I'm moving both of them, but I'm trying to move that one first because you could see it. Okay, thank you. So today, of the more than 1. million people living with HIV in the United States, 23% of them are women. So that's a big number. And out of that 23%, unfortunately, it does affect people of color. So women of color, especially black women, they are like at the highest percentage of this. Um, and which is why we need to talk about it. Like we do know that this is a Latina podcast, but we always say like, you know, POC, like this is open to everybody. And I know I want it. I want the right people to to like, listen to this and really like take it seriously, you know? Um, 
And we want to talk about like what you can do to kind of prevent it and like how you can take care of yourself. So there's something called PrEP. If you've never heard of it before, it's basically, I like to describe it as like, um, like, like it's similar to like birth control type of thing where like you take birth control because you don't want to get pregnant or you take birth control for cramps. But in this case, PrEP is like to basically like reduce your chances of getting HIV. New invention, like a lot of people are on it. And it's like orally or um, through a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a new invention. It's been out for a while. But yeah, all them HIV commercials mm-hmm. y'all be seeing, this is what you be seeing. Prep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's all that, you know, everything. You got to pre-prepare. Come mm-hmm. on, y'all. Mm-hmm. Preparation. Is that, what, is that what it is? Well, not <laughs> you not made, to get it. You but... made that up? No, no. Preparation? No. Is that not like... Uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't mm. know. That's what it's giving me. <laughs> no, no, no. So, okay. So, the other thing that we learned about, which we we didn't know, there's something called PEP. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, basically, with PEP, you need to take PEP within 72 hours with a doctor's prescription um, if you believe that you've been exposed to HIV and you have to take it for, like, at least 28 days. Um, and, yeah, that that's also similar to, like, Plan B. Mm-hmm. Like if we, girl, <laughs> only problem is you need a doctor's prescription. Yeah. So please. Yeah. Go see your doctor. Yeah. But like, I feel like a lot of people don't know about that. Like mm-hmm. PEP. I've heard about PrEP. Never heard about PEP. Mm-hmm. Um, Most people don't know though, Um, you know, when, it, when you're exposed to mm-hmm. HIV, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that that's why it's a little bit more harder, and that's where the prep comes in. Is like obviously taking mm-hmm. the pre medications mm-hmm. while you're negative, so that you know if you do come in contact, your chances are less like very of contracting slim. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then PEP is just you know again most times people don't know until they start you know yeah. those symptoms start hitting, which really don't hit for sometime after yeah but like let's say you like you find out right afterwards then you can go to the doctor and, mm-hmm. and get that prescribed yes um obviously get tested frequently like she said you could have it and not know which is why you should be getting tested frequently um especially if you are having like new sexual partners yes. um that's a must um and then the last thing is that the hiv vaccine is it out yet no <laughs> is it out yet it's not out no. yet it's not out yet but you know good science takes time and like sometimes people are like well you know the covid vaccine like that came out too quick and that came out quick because literally the world shut down like if the world shut down for hiv trust and believe they will come out with an hiv vaccine like soon but it takes time um and we just want to like let you guys know that when it does come out you better sign up and get that vaccine. And we're pro-vaccine. So that's why we're saying these things. For the people who are not pro-vaccine, at least listen to us and at least take in what we're telling you. <laughs> and take in that knowledge. Because a lot of these things I, I honestly didn't know and I feel like we should know. So those of you who don't know what the Red Ribbon Registry is, it's a database of people who want to support HIV clinical research. Mm -hmm. So if we want to get a vaccination, which they've been working so hard on doing clearly over the many long years. Yeah. um, You know, that's what these HIV clinical trials are for. We also want to give a shout out to the Black AIDS Institute. Um, They're dedicated to just ending the HIV and AIDS epidemic. It's just important to... Like, you know, get tested constantly if you're having, like, new sexual partners. You honestly never know, bro. And I remember watching this movie. Um, I forgot. I think it was called Temptation. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There was this movie about this girl, oh, this yeah, woman yeah. who had, like, a really, really amazing, perfect life. And she cheated on her husband with this guy who was, like, rich and, like had all the nicest things or whatever and then he ended up giving her giving her hiv fooled her mm. fooled her see most people don't even know mm-hmm. but yeah with the red ribbon registry if you uh want to look into it and you guys want to be a part 
of the whole clinical research and clinical trials. There are clinical trials out there um, that you could potentially be a part of. And Mm -hmm. one of the main things that they're lacking right now is diversity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't be scared to go out there and get the information you need and um, potentially get added to any of those Mm -hmm. things because it will give us, you know, not us, but give them a a better number or understanding of, you know, the demographic as a whole. Right. Um, so there's a show called Pose that we've mm. talked about before. And I feel like they do such a good job at like educating you and also making it like very entertaining when it comes to like the HIV epidemic and everything that like happened like back in the day. And it was honestly pretty sad, but I feel like they did a good job at just like making you feel like like you were there. Like I felt so bad, like literally getting teary-eyed. Yeah, they really show you the severity of it and how, Mm -hmm. like, not seriously taken it was before. And in that show, it does show you, like, oh, that's a gay gay man's disease. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to, like she said earlier, you know, that's the life you chose and those are the consequences you have to deal with, right? Yeah. Um, So it is pretty crazy and it's it's fairly sad that that's Mm -hmm. how it was treated back then. Yeah. But yeah, you got to watch Pose. Honestly, the first episode, it was a little bit slow for me. Like, it took me some time. But then I put her on, and she loved it. It's such a good show. I don't think they have Pose on Netflix, but I know that they have it, I think, on Hulu or, like, Amazon Prime. It is such a good show. Like, I'm telling y'all, please watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's one of mm-hmm. my favorites. I mm-hmm. If there's anything that I rewatch, mm-hmm. it's Pose, Grey's Anatomy, and The L Word. Right. Those are the main things I love to rewatch. Electra, my favorite. Giving. Angel. Angel. Mm. Bobby. Giving. Bobby. Ah! Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 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 I'm telling you, like, and then they have like representation, like POC, mm-hmm. like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. Obviously, it's a lot of it's in New York, but and that was nice to see. Oh yeah, of course. You know, it, being the predominant, yeah. mm-hmm. even though considering it was just like, oh, you know, the predominant is yeah, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, definitely one of my favorite shows. Should definitely check it out. Honestly, we haven't, we don't have nothing new to watch. We about we about to watch it, it again. <laughs> she say that, and I really will rewatch it, yeah, but they, I don't think she's a rewatcher. They, they, they should sponsor us. That's mm. crazy. We need a lot of sponsors, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Don't worry, um, Patreon. We are yeah, kicking it. I hope that you guys learned something from this. Um, if there's anything that we said incorrectly or anything that we missed, feel free to let us know in the comments. We're always open to feedback, obviously. Um, we come on here to obviously entertain you guys, but we also want to educate you guys. Um, I know that as a podcast listener, like I need to learn something or I need to like laugh a little. Yeah. Like I need to get something from it. So I hope that you guys did get something from that. Um, and yeah, let's go into the family meeting. Oh shit, we've been to get the juice. I don't forgot oh about the God. family meeting. What is going on? All right, so we're going to get into this family meeting real quick, and I'm going to do my best to read it with my eyes squinted because it's a little small. <laughs> All right, so it says, we aren't dating. We hooked up for a while. Is this how it starts? Hold up. That's how it literally it starts. No, no, no. That's how it literally starts. Really? So, I'm, All right, listen, I'm, don't kill the messenger. You know, don't kill, I'm just reading what was written. And while I appreciate all you, um, you know, reaching out to tell us your story or voice out your uh situations we're gonna need y'all to stop setting me up for failure and do a little bit better on some of your submissions (laughs) (laughs) anyway so it starts off saying that we're dating we hooked up for a while and she started acting weird she stopped texting and asked me not to text her too much i really love her but she doesn't want to hear I tried getting over her, but I couldn't. Even when I have sex with another girl, I keep thinking about her and it hurts. It hurts because you're not protected. Sorry, no, I'm kidding. Stop. No, so one thing about me, though, it's like, if someone tells you, don't text me, leave me alone, you got to listen to them. Don't be one of those people that's like double texting. Like, no, please have some respect for yourself. Nah, I don't got no respect for myself. <laughs> I'm the type of person that when you kind of tell you me really, not to do something, I'm really gonna do something. Oh, you think that she want? Oh, you you like to chase? Yeah. Mira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm bad for that. 
Nah, there's going to be somebody out there for you who's going to be waiting for you with open arms. This whole don't text me shit, like, I mean, obviously easier said than done, right? But mm -hmm. delete their number. Delete it. And yeah. if you have it memorized, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I would like have it memorized and not even know that I had it memorized. And, then, like, their and then it's like you delete their number and then they finally, you don't block them. You just delete their number and they finally decide to hit you up. And you're like, I fucking knew it. Nah, nah, nah. Delete their number. Don't even try to hit them up through any other social media platform. Don't email them. No. Nah, yeah, you None really. Of that. I mean, that all comes within time, step by step. You know, you have to distance yourself in in, right. in the ways you can. Um, but you got to give yourself more credit. Like you could do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can distance yourself. You can stop talking to them. Stop. You know, you gotta. You, I hate to say, it, not a distraction, but you have to find something that's gonna hold your attention. That's not gonna make you, um, want to reach out to that person. You know. Yeah. All right, the next one says, recently moved in with my girlfriend. She is already established and has her career. Myself, on the other hand, is still working on it. How long would you be willing to wait for a marriage proposal before calling it quits if it's that big of a deal to you? You got good contacts. I'm surprised you could read that. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is an interesting question because we, we were talking about this on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the fact that she is already established is what makes you feel like maybe you have to propose. And I get that because I'm also the type of person where it's like, can't do that until I get this first or like I need to have this in order to do that. And it really shouldn't have to be that way. I wish that my mind could like stop like I don't know how to how to say it like I wish that sometimes I could just not think that way but I know where they're they're coming from mm -hmm. where it's like well is she gonna want to marry me like I she not I'm not even established like that you know like I don't know yeah um yeah. but that's a conversation that you guys have to have she'd be asking me all the time what I be asking you, you like what is how long is too long yeah, I gotta know what's up. Uh huh. I mean, it's funny because in the beginning she's all like, "Yeah, like what? It's gotta this this kind of gotta be the time frame." Like, what if you were anybody for past ten years, what was the time? I said, frame? "Oh, so so what, five years look like." She was like, "That's just making it." And I said, "Oh, all right, you one of them. All right, cool, cool, cool. You lucky? I like you." And then you know, it's two years. We two years and some change in, and 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 it's getting a little questionable so wait, wait, wait. now. So what's your timeline? I don't have a timeline. Oh, okay, what that mean? I don't have a timeline. Oh, okay. I mean, I know that obviously I want to get married. Uh huh. Um, you know that's always been a thing, but obviously it's not like I'm in a rush to do it. Right. But I don't have a timeline of when it needs to be done. I do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at you. She's scared. <laughs> she shook. She would wouldn't even Shut be ready for it. Shut the hell up. But I also think that for you that that comes with not like you being caught up in your shit like yeah. i need to do this i need to accomplish it like she is that person who's like yeah. i need to i need to be established i need to have a home i need I, I need to be a millionaire because you know money money makes <laughs> money does my All happiness right, now, now she clowning so no Shut but that, that is how she is so it's like it distracts her from uh -huh. what it is that you do yeah. have and when you're but not I, present like that but i just feel like the like, I feel like, sometimes I feel like people don't take us seriously because we're not married, but um, that's besides the point. I do think that sometimes lesbians, like, I have yet to see a lesbian couple on social media that's not married other than us. What's the problem? My, my thing is, like, people be rushing it. Like, well, maybe they're not rushing some into it. Some of them but, like, have been together like for years. Pe some people are like, it's like, oh, you got to do it. Like, you got to do it. Like, everyone else is doing it. Like... No, it shouldn't have to be that way. You shouldn't have to do things because other people are doing it. Who cares? Yeah, but what what makes you think that other people are doing it for other people? I don't know. I just feel like we focus on a lot of like what's going on on social media. And if that's on our feed, like, oh, they're having kids. Oh, they're getting married. Oh, they're buying a house. It's like then you start questioning like, oh, I got to do something. And it's have, like, no, all you got to do is travel and live your best life. I don't have any questions. I don't see people's lives and be like, damn, I need that. I all right. Do and, that. and that's for you. But not everybody's like that. Like a lot right. of people 
follow influencers and follow people and sometimes it's not the best for your mental health i only follow positive shit i don't i don't know like i don't follow people who have like this too glam of a life because white everything it's just like nah i like to see a little bit more like realistic lifestyle if that makes sense a little bit of struggle yeah, like realistic things that I could relate to. But yes. I'm saying like when it's so easy to get caught up on like what is everyone doing, you know? Don't worry, y'all. We are all the struggle you need. <laughs> we we will show you. The straga. Um But that's on you guys. You guys have your own timeline. It is. But you guys have to sit down and have that conversation and be like, Listen, I need time and if one need time. I think but you know what? I think having the reassurance not and it's not everything is just like mm-hmm. a just knowing like we are discussing the idea of it and it is what we're moving towards and you know i think the more you talk it in, in that direction it eventually will bring it to its course right um so i think like that's a sense of assurance mm-hmm. you know like that reassurance like okay so you like it's kind of like that partner check-in where it's just like how are we are mm-hmm. we okay how you been feeling how do you feel about us what yeah. have i been lacking in you know it's like that check-in and i feel like when you are in a long-term relationship and you do want it to go you know you want the longevity of it to be years and years to come you know i think sometimes we have to revisit those conversations mm-hmm. one time isn't enough like mm-hmm. you know? oh yeah of course so i think you know having that conversation for them and you know continuing to lay those those you know ideas down that it'll come but you also want to know why people be so tied up with the whole career thing because the whole the the wedding the whole thing is just expensive. The wedding, the ring, like, and then it's like, oh, if I get her cheap ring, is she going to say something? You know, like, it's like, so you got to save your, you got to get your money right. So you can fucking save for the ring and, and make sure that it's like a ring that they like. I feel like there's just a lot of pressure in it. The blow. That's how I be feeling. Like, God, how much money are you supposed to spend on a ring? This girl going to cost me an arm and a leg. I already know. <laughs> no, I'm not. She is. No, she I'm is. Not. I'm not gonna cost she her. She is. Shit. I'm scared. I'm not gonna cost her anything. I'm scared. I I would even buy my own ring. I'm scared. No, that's, that's no, no. I'm not gonna cost her shit. And she got the hookup. She got the discount, even nah, if she wanted nah, to. Shit. All right, y'all. That was all. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Bye. Deuce, deuce, mother goose.